welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a recent match on AEW television, Axon Andretti upsetting Chris Jericho. And there's a lot of talk, especially on our fight game uh, Facebook group, the great fight game Facebook group that we have. And a lot of people talking about this match and and will this make Action Andretti's star? Um, my initial feeling on this is that, you know, if it was a different booker, I can see... Action Jackson, Action Jackson. I, want to say, I always want to say Action Jackson when I hear this guy's name. Action Jackson, not only a great <laughs> 80s cheesy action flick with uh, Carl Weathers and Vanity and Craig T. Nelson as the heel in that in that film, uh, but also a former uh, professional wrestler in the Texas area, um, Action Jackson. But this is Action and Freddy. And I just don't fee- feel that in AEW that they'll cap they'll 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 continue to make this kid a star. I think this be a short little deal that they do on television, and then when it's all said and done, Action Jackson is going to be just a guy on the card wrestling, probably on AEW Dark. Um, elevation, whatever. I, you know, he's gonna be in the same position as a lot of the young, a lot of these guys that you know get moments on television, get some momentum behind them, and then they end up just you know, just, just stopping their push and and they're off TV for a while and they lose momentum. I just feel that that's what's gonna happen here as well. I thought the execution of the match also wasn't well done um i think if it went through if it just was one segment like a a super quick upsetting win by action jackson that no one expected to happen um just like one two three kid beat razor ramon in may of 1993 um that match with razor ramon and and one, two, three, kid only went two minutes and twelve seconds. It was a complete shocker, and and it was like you never saw that right on WWF television, where the enhancement talent and they established that the one, two, three, kid or the kid here was just a guy that was a preliminary wrestler, right? Because they showed him for a few weeks beforehand getting his butt beat by various different wrestlers. One day he was a cannonball kid. One day he was the lightning kid. One day he was something else. And then he became just the kid. And then the kid beat Razor Ramon in a thrilling little two-minute match. And they followed that up with you know Razor Ramon wanting a a match with um, the kid again to to uh, to you know get his revenge, and it was a you know cha- one thousand dollar challenge. Like Ray, you know, Razor Ramon wanted the kid in the ring. The kid was like, I don't know, you know, like um, I just you know I pulled up an upset and I was kind of over my head with this win, and 
I'm a little I'm a little, you know, nervous getting back in the ring with a very angry Razor Ramon, right? And but Razor Ramon put up a thousand dollars or I think it was a ten thousand dollars, I believe it was. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was ten thousand dollars. And one, two, three kid in the in the interview and you know, on Raw, I think I think it was Vince and they were doing like a split screen. And uh the kid was like, Oh man, you know, like hard I'm starting out in the wrestling business. It's hard to turn out that much money. And so he does it and they had the rematch. So it's built up really nicely to the to the rematch. And the match goes double count out and the kid takes the money and runs, right? Takes the money and runs. And then from then on they kind of, you know, start featuring the kid. He starts getting some wins on television. Uh um people the heel start making fun of Razor Ramon for losing to a, a guy, a preliminary wrestler like the kid, and Razor Ramon starts, you know, having respect for the kid, and then they'll be buddies. Like, so I'm curious to see what's the storyline of Jericho in action and Dreddy. Like I said, like I think they should have went the same route as the one to two kid Razor Ramon match. Should have been a quick match on television, a complete shocker. Holy kid, who is this guy? Who is this action and ready kid? He just beat Chris Jericho. Oh my goodness. And then you do something similar, you know, next week. You know, you don't do a $10,000 challenge or anything like that. You know, you don't want to copy just exactly what WF did in 1993, but you could just put your own little spin on it. Yeah, but, you know, the following week, next, you know, the following week, you have an interview with Action Jackson by, with, with you know, I would prefer Renee to conduct this interview, not Tony Schiavone. Renee could talk about his big win. And he's like, oh, man, it's an amazing it's been a whirlwind. I couldn't believe it. I beat one of the all-time greats and Chris Jericho. And then after that, I got a contract from AEW, and I signed that contract. This has been like a dream come true. I can't believe it. And, you know, this is where Jericho can come in and, and, and interrupt action and Dre's promo and, you know, he wants a rematch. He wants his chance. You know, he wants a chance to. You know, you got lucky, kid. I'm gonna beat you. You know, and then it can set up a, a a rematch. And you know what? That match goes a bit longer. And that match again, Action Andretti sneaks out another another victory. Somehow, some way, you know, nothing like. He hits his finisher in the mid, right in the middle of the ring and bends Chris Jericho. But he, you know, Jericho slips up. He gets a nice roll up or something, a quick roll up, sneaks out and gets out of the ring. Like, oh my God, I did it again. Jericho lost twice. He twice, twice to this kid. Oh my goodness. And then Jericho is just un, un, just, just out of his mind for losing. But he finally calms down. Jericho kind of calms down and, and, and kind of, you know, starts showing some respect to action. Andretti calls him in the ring. Puts out his hand, shakes his hand, but then he starts beating the shit out of Axe Andretti, and 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 being very violent with him. You know, maybe maybe to a point where this poor kid gets stretchered out, and we t- you we for a few weeks we t- we check in on Axe Andretti. We talk about his recovery and and you know how how he might not wrestle again because of what happened. Or something, and he could kind of come back, or whatever. You don't have to go that maybe that violent with it, but keep building on it, and then maybe they finally have their their rematch 
and maybe it's a two out of three fall or something, or maybe some kind of some kind of match where, you know, or maybe it's just a regular straight up one fall match, and maybe Jericho could win that match, but 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 beats him by a fuck finish. You know, he screws him over somehow, cheats to win. Uh, so we're actually, you know, you show that Action Andretti's still has Chris Jericho's number, and Jer- Jericho had to resort to some dirty tactics to win. And then to follow up on that, you know, Action Jackson gets right back on the horse. He starts wrestling again on television. He starts winning matches again on television. Uh, you know, so you got to kind of keep focusing on him. Even though Jericho wins this match, you still focus on, oh, well, this kid had a lot of talent. He, he unbelievably beat Chris Jericho twice. It's unfortunate Jericho had to take the low road to beat him. But action, you know, Andre's not letting that hold him down. He's going to continue to to move up the ranks here in AEW and get back on the winning streak. And then he has a match on on AEW. Maybe throw on AEW Rampage for his first match back after his match with Chris Jericho. And then he and then he wins a match against a low card heel. Maybe a a, a a quick little match with one of the factory members. Doesn't have to be QT Marshall. Could be you know Aaron Solo or something like that. Or maybe it's Nick Camarada. Maybe that's a quick match where the Nick Camarada comes, the bell rings, comes charging after this kid. Kid drop toe holds. Nick Camarada goes right into the turn turnbuckle. Boom! Gets loopy, bumps back. The kid who's a tremendous little athlete. Jumps up, springboard, split-legged moonsault, one, two, three, pins, Camarada, holy shit, factory storms the ring, and he bails out. Oh, my gosh. And you can kind of, you know, play off that. You know, you're not, like, forcing this kid, you know, down our throats by having him beat, like, other big name stars on your roster, but now you're kind of starting him in on, on lower end and kind of moving him back up after his big win at Jericho. And then the following week, you have a rematch with, you know, with not a rematch with the uh, Carmada, but a rematch with uh, another member of the of the uh, the factory, and then you know on action, Andretti beats that Aaron Solo, and then he beats Lee Johnson, and he beats QT Marshall. And it's like, oh, this kid, look at this kid, just riding this momentum, right? And then you know you go from there. Um, but I just think what's going to happen, like happened with v- many other talents, Dante Martin. Hook, they'll get behind it for a few weeks, and there's there's some good momentum built, and then and they just just stop it. And once they try to pick up again, they just never have that same momentum, that same that same fire behind them. And it's just like it's just yeah, uh, you know, we've seen this before now, right? So I just don't believe. I know Chris Jericho saw this kid on a AW Dark tablet taping in October, and he said, "I'm gonna." make it a point to make this kid a superstar, but it's just going to take a lot more than just beating Chris Jericho in one match. And, and a lot of people can say that that match, the crowd was really behind him and really into it. I think the crowd, if you really listen to that crowd, they were really behind just chanting, let's go jobber. And they're getting into it because of that chant. And then it became like a fun thing for them. And, and you know, I think it would have been a bigger shock, like I said, if it was a quicker match. Um, but you know, like an action Andretti kid, instead of like maybe doing this with him, maybe they should have done this with someone else in AEW. There's a lot of guys on the roster, ton of guys that are just 
sitting there, not doing much. Um, I thought Hook would have been perfect in this situation because Hook needs something to kind of get him going again. Um, I know they have now with the a team with you know Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but I think it's a step. That's a step down for Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who who was in a tag team for a very long time with Luchasaurus. And then now you're trying to, and they broke up, and now you're 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 trying to feature Jack Perry as the singles, but now you're putting him with an alliance with Hook, and now what doing tag matches again? Eh. I thought Hook Hook when he debuted, of course, you know, crazy momentum, crazy you know, talk. People were really hyped by this kid. I like I love this kid. I thought this kid has something. He has something special. And they were doing some good stuff with him. They having him beat, you know, lower end heels, and and that was cool. Then all of a sudden, like we didn't see him for a while, right? They did this stuff. They put the FTW title on him, which is which is sweet, you know, because you know his dad had that belt. But that FTW title means nothing. It's just a toy belt. It's you know because Tony Khan's a fan of ECW back in the day. You know he he's a mark for it, and he. And he brings this belt. That's why I call it the Mark Belt. It it means nothing. It means nothing to the AW fans today. It does not mean anything to them. And of course, it's just confusing, like to newer fans, right? They're just you know didn't watch ECW, doesn't know anything about FTW. And they're like, what is what's an FTW belt? And of course, it's a promotion with with has like a million other people with belts, right? I thought just you know. Let that FTW title just disappear. Don't mention it again. You know, there's no need to mention again. Um, you know, he can just whatever. Just let it be gone, right? And then you could have Jericho. You could you could have built this. You know, you could have promoted this match, Jericho versus Hook, and that that would be. I think people would be super excited for that match. And Jericho in his promo earlier tonight could have said the same thing when he said, you know, not called Hook a jobber, but you know, say like. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be on top. I'm gonna smash this kid Hook. I'm gonna break the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the illusion of Hook as this this great young wrestler. I'm gonna toy with him. I'm gonna teach him a lesson. I'm gonna prove a point to him. Prove a point to the AW fans. Prove a point to Claudio, who I lost the ROH title to. Blah blah blah. <coughs> and then this match could you know go two segments and Hook could beat Jericho because. It would mean more and and make Hook a bigger star. He's already has a little bit of star power to him, but make him a bigger star when he beats Jericho. <coughs> so for Action Andretti, you know that's a kid that you can say, you know what, he's unknown. He's on the Indies. People haven't seen him on a national basis. He'd be a good guy. We sign. And bring over and start off on our Ring of Honor brand. <coughs> sure, you know, like, you know, it won't be as viewed as much as, of course, AW. But if we see what we see in this kid, this good looking kid, a good athletic kid, of course, I don't know why I have this cough now. My throat's kind of sore right now. I apologize for this cough, but, uh, you know, good athletic kid has high flying ability like there's a lot of potential there let's get him on ROH and let's feature him and let him and, and let, let let the buzz start going on ROH like hey you know they got this young kid that 
So out of nowhere, is he's he's having these really good matches, and he seems like a lot of potential. Man, I can't. This guy hopefully could like get people buzzing. Like I hope this guy could be on to be on AEW television. We can't wait to get called up to AEW. But then you you know you feature him ROH for a year, year and a half, and you know because that's what ROH was was the foundation of ROH was a collection of these top independent wrestlers and or some future uh you know stars on the indie scene that are coming up the ranks that had a lot of potential there might be green but they just you know you could tell that their future was bright and action and ready is like a kid like that right with a, a world of potential and now we're gonna give them this 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 platform to show what he can do the next level up from from the indies and, that, and and that's what you do with him. You know, I think you feature him on ROH first. Uh, I think if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to do something with Jericho losing to someone and as, as a shocking upset, use it on a guy that you already have on the roster that people already kind of like, that kind of dig, that they want to see more from in AEW. And that's why I feel like Hook would have been perfect. And I think that win over Jericho by Hook would have been huge. You know, they are, like I said, they have enough people on this roster that they're not doing nothing with. But that's what I felt feel about this. You know, a lot of people are talking, you know, what could they do? And I just, is this going to work? Now, Jer- now, Jericho's behind it, obviously. He wants to work. He wants to prove the world that he's great and that, you know, by doing this, he's going to make a star. But it's... To make Action Dre star, it has to go beyond what he does with Jericho. He can still lose a Jericho, but he still needs to be featured. One, two, three, kid, you know, eventually, you know, after the the, the program with Razor Ramon, continue to ride a wave of momentum, especially when he started uh, the 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 big buddy and little buddy uh, friendship with uh, Razor Ramon. And even him losing on SummerSlam 93, losing to IRS, was fine. Didn't hurt one, two, three at all. But he still was featured and people still liked him. And, and But he was uh, constantly on your television screen. The way AEW's works, as we've seen these last three years, is that they get a guy and they give a good four to maybe even six weeks Featuring them. And then, poof. They're off television for a while. And that's what I think is going to happen here at Action Trade. I think he's just going to be right there. Right where he's at. You know, he's not going to get any higher than this moment here at Chris Jericho. So, I, I, I hope I'm wrong for that kid. Because, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm rooting for that kid. I, I, I love new talent. You know, I was looking up his, you know, where he came from out of the uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling promotion, and that's a traditionally that's been a good promotion, good school. Um, I used to love their their shows back in early two thousand. I thought they had one of the better indie shows, um, two thousand two thousand one, and I haven't really followed. Maryland Chefs Wrestling in a very long time, but back in that back in the day, so they really enjoyed their their the shows they had and the talent they had. Um, so, you know, I think if 
it's still the same and they're still producing good talent and I, I, I can see why this kid is uh has a good base and good fundamentals and he's a good athlete you know and he also needs a little fire of course you know judging from his match with chris jericho he obviously looked very nervous he's you know it's on national television and you know wrestling jericho he's always getting this big moment yeah, you know, but you know, I thought eventually he did good. He showed a little fire. Um, I watched a recent match on YouTube from Maryland Championship versus Ninja Mac, who I don't I don't really get that guy at all. And it was a very indirect match. Um again, I didn't really see any <coughs> fire from Action Andretti. I saw some, you know, I saw a little little spark, but for the most part, you know, he's not, he's just sitting there memorizing spots and, and, <coughs> excuse me. So, I don't know. I, let's, I'm holding on hope, but I, I, I don't feel confident uh, that this kid will be a superstar that Chris Jericho says he will be after working this program with him. Um, Quickly. Want to talk about some uh, a match I just watched? Um, I know I, this is Keila Cash and Salty Scott's territory from the rap, but talking WWE. But I recently just turned on SmackDown this afternoon and watching that show, and, and um, <laughs> I saw the uh, Uncle Howdy LA Knight stuff with in Bray Wyatt segment, and Uncle Howdy came out and it just remind. It, I don't know for some reason he just reminds me of the Leprechaun horror movies right with the Warwick davis <laughs> it just it was like i don't know the uncle howdy gimmick i just don't feels as cool as the fiend i kind of wish the fiend would come back honestly i really like the fiend and everything i thought that was great it just i don't know they, they fucked it up big time of course we all know but but before that i thought man that the fiend could be their their new undertaker, right? That, you know, the guy's going to take that mantle, but uncle Howdy, I just don't feel that way. Of course, we haven't seen him seen the whole gimmick wrestle yet and everything. I guess that's coming probably at, I'm guessing Royal rumble, but they still have a lot of, you know, there's still a few weeks until then, like, well, like four or five weeks. So, I mean, they, they've held out Bray Wyatt's in ring, debut this long you know i think they it's because they kind they, they waited so long that they kind of cooled that momentum off a little bit of bray wyatt um uh he, i'm happy for la knight to be in this program to give something you know the dude some something that's working with the top guy like bray wyatt so that's cool and you know i know garrett gonzalez is not a fan of la knight but i think la knight's a tremendous worker tremendous talent um he's just a classic wrestler classic wrestling heel and you know i know i know some garrett says she thinks he's the cosplay stone cold cosplay the rock but you know i think la knight has his own unique voice and he stands out because from other people in my opinion so and he's a hell of a worker in the ring so i'm looking forward to when they have their match but the uncle howdy look and everything i'm just not digging it it just doesn't strike fear in me. It doesn't, it doesn't just have you in awe like the fiend did. So I kind of hope they kind of slowly somehow, some way get back to the fiend and just kind of update it and, you know, 
rising from the ashes or something. I don't know, but it's uh it was it was, you know, a goofy kind of segment on SmackDown. And what was totally bizarre is that they did this wacky segment with with Bray Wyatt, Ellie Knight, Uncle Howdy deal, and then they follow up with a great wrestling match between Gunther, the WWE Intercontinental Champion, defending against Ricochet, who won that um, World Cup tournament. And fuck, this match was so good. Again, this I know this is WWE talks for the rap, but I had to talk about this match. I I love this match. Gunther never disappoints me. He is the best wrestler in the world today. It's not even fucking close, in my opinion. At least the best wrestler in the United States. If you want us, I mean, I'm, I'm not really watching New Japan super close these days, like I was in the past. But you know, I know Okada's great, but I think Gunther is just—he's brilliant. And Ricochet, who I've never seen as a top guy. I've always seen him as a nice guy, a nice high flyer in the middle. Um, but he's also a guy you could put in a position to, you know, challenge and contend. Not not a pay per view, but for for you know a television championship match. And 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 here and here he was with Gunther and Gunther Ricochet. You know, I when he wrestles guys with a similar style as him, they just it just looks so choreographed, looks so fake. Ricochet's best when he's working someone who's a styles clash with him, right? I get like a perfect example is this Gunther. Gunther's a bruiser, you know, a brawler. Uh, he's a smash kick, you know, slam you hard, high impact guy. And and Ricochet works best with those kind of guys because he can use speed to outmaneuver and get away from these the bigger you know men. And that's what we had. It, it was it was Gunther grounding Ricochet and then and then Ricochet fighting his way back and you know and unloading his offense of high flying. It was just fucking brilliant. I love this match. I mean, you watch the crowd, and of course, there you know WWE. Of course, you could just hear that crowd sweeten, right? You could, especially early on, and this crowd, and it's like weird, you know, like WWE crowd. It's like it's literally going to ice capades, right? It's like Right now, other than a, a couple people, you know, Roman Reigns and, you know, the Bloodline guys, for the most part, they fans go in there and they just kind of like, you know, okay, we're going to watch wrestling, get our popcorn. You know, like, it's not like, oh, man, I can't wait for this person. I'm, I'm so invested in this match. I can't wait. For, you know, it's, it's, they're just kind of watching. They're not, they're not hating what they're watching they're enjoying themselves but it's like okay we're gonna see the show a lot of times you just see them kind of sitting on their hands and i saw that early on with this match with gunther and i'm like man why these people aren't going going nuts for this match but then i didn't just like just the brilliance of gunther could you know controlling the match setting the pace making the people be like man ricochet's just getting his man he's getting a Bubby, we come on, man, fight back, dude. Come on, get going, Ricochet. And you can see that from the audience. It's like they're watching just Gunther just 
dismantled, ricochet, those chops, and being so physical, and he's no bullshit, you know, like, he's such an excellent worker, you, you know, you believe this guy is a fucking badass, and now, you're, as you're watching it, you're just getting so much sympathy for Ricochet, right, you're like, come on, man, fight back, fight back, and then he does, and then, look at that, by the, look at this match, People are on their feet at the end of this thing. They're they're going nuts for every near fall, every every attempt that Ricochet gets on offense. They're like they're they just got sucked in because that's how great the work was. And that's how great Gunther is. You just get so invested in his matches, you forget you're just watching a wrestling show. We're just here watching wrestling. We're here just, you know, watching the ice capades and we're just going to sit there and, you know, thanks for entertaining us. All of a sudden with a Gunther match, a big Gunther match at that, you're just find yourself at a professional wrestling sporting event. And the title that he, Gunther has, is now feels like the most important title in wrestling and you want so much for this underdog in ricochet to beat him and that's why they're on their feet and that's why they're going crazy they want to they they he is so gunther is so brilliant at making it building up to making the fans feel like this is it this is the guy that's going to beat me this is the guy that's going to do it and then he just Takes advantage of one big mistake, bam, and just puts the hammer down, bam, and finished off his opponent. I mean, a lot of his matches are are very similar in in format, really, the story that he tells, but it works because he could he tells that same he's the same frame of the story he wants to tell, but each guy's opponent's different. And he just, you know, he works the strengths of that opponent. You know, Sheamus, it was a fight. This this one, Ricochet, it's, you know, trying to hold down the flyer and then let the fly, then letting the flyer, you know, hit his moves. The, Ricochet's flying moves look so much more impressive when he's in a match with a guy like Gunther, right? It means more. It means more. That's what I really meant. I want to say it means more. And... Oh, I love this match. I love it. You know, it's probably my favorite match I've ever seen Ricochet in. And I know he's had a lot of like, people go, oh, what about his PWG and blah, blah, blah. Like, eh, no. <laughs> I'm sure those don't have hold a candle to this one. This is the best he's ever looked. It is almost could be like a, a, a match where you could say, man, maybe they should do more Ricochet. I still think Ricochet is like, that's where he's at. Like, where he's at is where he's at. He's not a main event guy. He isn't. A lot of people, like, will probably go, oh, John, you're, you know, just because he does flips, you're not going to like him. No, seriously, he's not a main event guy. He just doesn't have it as a main event. And I'm saying, like, he shouldn't be on the card. He's a perfect guy in the card. He's a perfect guy in the middle. He's a perfect in his role as a baby face, where he's at. Like I said, if you need a, you need a, you need a Ricochet, you can, you can build him up for a, a, a television match. You know, challenging for the championship. Challenge. I would believe it if he had some good momentum and 
got himself positioned to challenge Roman Reigns. I would believe that. Will it sell a pay-per-view? No. Will it Will it be good for television? Yes. A television main event? For sure. And now, you know, it all led to, you know, after the match, Perium started, you know, attacking Ricochet after the match, and out came, you know, Braun Strowman, and so they're they're building to probably the Royal Rumble between Braun Strowman versus uh, Gunther, which is, I'm, I'm pumped for that match, honestly. Um, I'm, I like Braun Strowman. I really do. I've always liked him. Um, I think he gets kind of, you know, he's, he's kind of goofball, but like, you know, his matches aren't bad. He's, he always seems to deliver, deliver good matches when he's get put in the, it would in any in big match situations, you know. I I enjoyed his matches with Roman Reigns. I enjoyed his match with Brock Lesnar, and I think he's gonna have a, his best match of his career versus Gunther. I really do. I think it's gonna be fantastic. And uh, you know, at right away, I thought, okay, next up is Braun Strowman and Ricochet teaming up to face Imperium, which is uh, uh Marcel Bartel and um in uh. Uh, was it Da Vinci? Uh, Vinci? <laughs> I want to say Fabian Eichner, but uh, uh, Giovanni Vinci, I think is, is his name, if I remember correctly. Gosh. Anyways, Fabian Eichner to me, for me. But, um, you know, I think that yeah, was perfect. And I saw it. And they announced it. Boom. <laughs> Next week, this is going to be a tag match. But it's perfect, you know. And, and, and Braun Strowman should definitely get the win by power slamming one of those guys and getting the win there. And that's cool. You know, maybe Power Slam let Ricochet get the pin with the with the with the shooting star press or something like that, which would be cool because Strowman doesn't need to get the pin, in my opinion. He's already over enough where he doesn't actually need to get the the pin, but he can you know Power Slam a guy, put him in position, and let Ricochet come with the top rope, and then Ricochet get the win. So you get both guys over. You know, they they both you know Strowman's Strowman, and he's he's got he's part of a team that beat Walters guys and there's momentum there for his title match coming up most likely at the Royal Rumble and also Rick Shea after that great match last week is back on the winning track so win-win in my opinion um so so yeah I just really wanted to talk about that match uh uh I just after I watched this afternoon I'm just I was like like, like even me when when these Gunther wrestles, you know, I just suspend my disbelief, and I'm sitting there analyzing everything and and you know seeing what's coming next and predicting what's coming next and and uh, whether you know what they're setting up for and and all that kind of stuff when the breaks are happening and all that kind of stuff. And but then as like but when it's so good, you just kind of like. Get into it. Get into it. That's what happened to me in this match, you know. And uh, it's like one of those matches when it's over, it just fills your soul, heart, your soul up with like, oh, there's still just that great wrestling out there. There's still people that understand how to fucking do it. And I say Gunther is the best in the world, no doubt about it. And I'll argue it to to anyone, you know. When it comes to, you know, putting a match together, building to a climactic finish, like, he is the man, at least in the United States. At the minimum, he should win 
with the best brawler award in the observer you know awards so if he doesn't win that it's just it's just if it do you get if people you've listened people <laughs> if you get to john moxley you're just you're not you're you're not voting right in my opinion it's like moxley is just you know he plays brawler gunther you believe this guy's a badass right and there's rumors that the WrestleMania match for Gunther is Brock Lesnar. And I love that match. I want to see that match. And if they do that match, I hope Brock will do the honors for Gunther. I I I, I would hope so. Um I I just don't want him losing to uh Brock. I think it's, you know, you want to make a guy, you know, Gunther, you want to put a stamp on it, you know, like this is going to be the guy for the future. Whoever beats Cody or sorry, Cody, whoever beats Roman, my guess is Cody for the titles and Gunther, you want ready for, you know, Cody down the line in 2023 or even 2024, right? I say you for Gunther, you focus on him as being this dominant intercontinental champion. You you have him go break the honky tonk man's record. You have him just, you know, be unstoppable and get him ready for the world title scene and uh let him become a great world champion. Cause he will be, because he is great. And so if say if Cody does win the title from Roman, I think the perfect guy for him to um to lose to the title suit would be Gunther. And then he can you know, people could chase Gunther. Um so yeah, I'm I was kinda hoping that it would be John Cena versus Gunther, because I think, you know, Cena would just no matter does you know, he's cool, you know. Doesn't need to worry about going over. He can, you know, do the honors for for Gunther. And, you know, Brock's a little iffy, you know. You gotta you gotta gotta shell out some more money to get him that usually hear him to do the honors. But I think Brock will be into it because, you know, Brock obviously is meant his mentor, Paul Heyman. You can tell you could you know that Paul Heyman is a is a Gunther guy and Paul Heyman would definitely give. I'm sure he would give Brock good advice, but like, yeah, this is a guy you, this is a guy you want to work. This is a guy you want to do the favors for. You know, this is the this. It's you know, because Brock, let's be honest, he loses to Gunther. You know, doesn't hurt him, but only but it will definitely elevate Gunther, right? So, if that's the if that's the route, that's that's what I hope happens. You know. Um, and this if that match is signed for WrestleMania, it's going to happen. Signed like a, I might have to go. It's only in LA. It's not that far a drive for me, or actually a better, only a quick little flight for me. Um, I've only been in one WrestleMania in my life. That's was here in Santa Clara, in 2015, which was a great WrestleMania. Um, I think I would go. I think I would go to see that match. Uh, I was I'm planning on 
hopefully can go to WrestleMania week, um, at least for a few days and hang out. Um, I'm definitely going to be going to the, some of the AEW stuff that's going to happen around the uh, Revolution pay-per-view, Cow Palace stuff. Uh, hopefully get together with a lot of fight game media, uh, um, podcast hosts as well. They might, you know, but also I want to meet like the fight game media fans, you know, at those events too. So I'm definitely going to be out and about and socializing for those events. So I'm really looking forward to that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So sorry for the delay on this, uh, taking home podcast this week. I was, uh, <laughs> I was due to record on, uh, Thursday night, but exhausted from work. I was just out like a light early. Um, I was going to record again on Friday night after, uh, a fun work event came home, crashed out early, but then I was like, woke up and had some energy and I ended up recording a show. Oh, actually a watch along. For a match I'll probably do later. And after I was done, it didn't record. So I had to, you know, you know, pivot. And I, you know, kept thinking about the Jericho action and Dreddy situation. And then, and then I just watched, you know, Gunther and Ricochet. And I was like, okay, I know what I want to cover. I know what I want to cover this week on Take It On Podcast. So hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter at LaRockaJL. Send me some stuff to watch. I'll cover here on the Taking Home Podcast. Let me know what you think about my thoughts on, you know, Action and Andretti. Will he become a big star? Uh, do you think you have confidence in AEW and make him a big star? Uh, and also, let me know what you thought about Gunther and Ricochet. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that match. Everyone, have a good rest of your weekend. Be safe. Take care.